Welcome to Season 4 of Shine Time Radio, a monthly unedited podcast exploring themes around overwhelm with the insights and supports of tarot and coaching. I'm Jenny Robertson and I'm the tarot reader, coach and space holder here at Shine Time Coaching. I'm a Rainer Institute trained coach, heart-centered tarot reader, a lifelong learner, your trail buddy, and your introverted cheerleader. This place is for the overwhelmed dreamers, triers, and magic makers who are looking for a more intuitive, gentle, and supportive way back to themselves. Hello, everyone, and welcome to February's episode of the Shine Time Radio podcast. And this month, we're going to be exploring a little bit, or I'll be sharing a little bit around um, some things that came up for me um, to do with the space I'm wanting to cultivate um, and some boundaries, work boundaries I've been working with. And I also wanted to share some tarot support for messy times. So I'm in a messy time <laughs> of my life and uh, I'm kind of loving it. Um, it's a real in-between time for me and I don't always love those times. Um, but for some reason, this time feels uh, maybe I'm more mature as a person, more evolved. <laughs> I, I certainly have done a lot of work around that kind of thing. Um and maybe it's just because the mess involves um, changes that have been a long time coming and that I'm more than ready for and that I'm really excited about. But like anything, um, change I find difficult. And I did speak about this um, last month uh, in the podcast. And I talked about some of the things that were going on for me there. Um, but I just want to update you a wee bit and also to share a little bit of a, I suppose, a kind of manifesto that came to me when I was thinking about the space um, and how I want to move forward um, as a business owner and as a space holder, because um, that's essentially what tarot reading and coaching is. It's space holding for people. So I wanted to share some of those. And I also wanted to talk about some of the tarot that can be really supportive at this time. Um, and to give you more, I want to share more about what Shine Time Tarot is and what it looks like and what it feels like. And the only way I can do that really is by sharing some of the cards um, that can be supportive for people in different times of their life and different cycles and different um, energies that are going on. So I'm going to start doing that more. I know I shared previously that uh, I was shying away a wee bit previously from really owning uh, Shine Time tarot, the tarot side of things. And uh, I don't want to do that anymore. I really love it. It's an amazing support. Uh, I shared on Instagram this week about how what, what Shine Time tarot looks like, what it feels like. Um, and what it is. And so I wanted to share a little bit more about that here, um, as well as sort of the place and space I'm trying to cultivate and I'm trying to, um, the goals, I suppose, of how I want this place to feel, to feel like. So uh, there's, yeah, there's a little bit of, of change happening um, when it came to how I understand that I work and I guess I suppose really understanding that any space we hold is being or is being held by a human <laughs> um, and that 
that I am that human for this space. And what that means is that I'm aware that I view things through my human lens. Um, and with all that uniqueness and beauty, um, and also all the flaws that that can bring, and all the um, blinders um, that we may have, or I may have. So I really do strive every day to sort of unlearn a whole lot of crap that I understood to be truth, quote unquote, when I was growing up, or that I was trained to see or believe was truth by whether it was family dynamics and truth or um, societal ones, you know, we're, we're all passed on things that we don't, that we think were real and true. Um, and then as we, our worlds open up by our experiences and the people that we meet and the things that we do, we recognize that perhaps that wasn't necessarily the truth that, um, th- of the world. It's not the truth of the world and it's not the other people's truth. Seriously, dog. <laughs> my dog's been sleeping this whole time leading up to me doing my podcast and all of a sudden he decides he wants to play. Hey, <laughs> that's the way of it, isn't it? Babes and dogs. Okay, so I am actively learning about and trying my best to sort of untangle myself from the dominant views of the society I grew up in. Um, you know, sort of the systemic racism, the everyday racism, the biases, um, and the deep unfairness that we we now are seeing and that we know to be true. Um, and this is lifetime work, and I'll definitely mess up, and we'll all mess up. Uh, I really do believe that the main thing is that we are trying um, and willing to be better and to do better. Um, I'm certainly open to being called in with compassion and grace when that happens, when I mess up, just as I would hope that um, other people would be open to a compassionate, graceful call in when that when that's appropriate. Um, and I and I'm not meaning like a disagreement on things. Um, I think we all will disagree on things at certain points. But if I cause true harm, I will do what I need to to unlearn and relearn and make amends. Um, and it's really important. I think I was reflecting on the space that while I am a coach and a reader. Um, and I have spent 20 years being a teacher, quote unquote, for children. I am not here to be anyone's sort of guru or teacher. And I'm certainly not the expert of anyone's life, but my own. Um, I do recognize that I have a certain skill set that allows for folk to explore that for themselves. But really, this space is for partnership and exploration and expansion, but both yours and mine, right? And and we are allowed to sort of pivot and grow and, and learn and expand and all the goodness that comes with that and change. <laughs> and I know that as a one of my sort of things is that I do lean really hard towards fairness um, and I do want things to be more equal and um, I do want things to be more uh, hmm (laughs) I have a really strong justice button (laughs) when I feel that things aren't fair I can run really hot towards like that's wrong that's that's unfair um and I can run really um I can be really emotionally 
uh, activated <laughs> when things don't feel fair. And there's a lot of things that are not fair in the world. And it's not uh, not for unfairness for, for me, just for me, but unfairness in the world and the things that are unfair in the world. Um, and I think because of that, I have to manage that and I have to be... Um, open to sort of nuance and discussion around things but I will hold quite strong boundaries around things that aren't when things feel unfair um I do believe very deeply in body and spiritual and love anatomy or anatomy autonomy I should say um I believe that we're all born to discover and to choose who we are and what we're here for no matter the roles that we've been assigned at birth um, and the roles that we've been assigned within our families, within our society. Um, I definitely believe in community care, and I believe in science, and I believe in magic. Um, and I think that making, I really feel, I believe in that making things more fair for everyone isn't nearly as hard as we're told it is. I think there are more resources and uh, available opportunities to make things more fair for more people. Um, but it's a, a choice that we currently uh, dictate or, or direct funds and resources towards things that don't make things necessarily more fair for everybody. Um, I work, I'm working really hard every day to believe the best in people and to believe the best in myself and um, hope that this space will reflect that. Uh, I, I do find it difficult at times to, I feel like we've been, uh, in the last couple of years, I wrote a post about this recently as well, that um, in the last couple of years, I really do feel like perhaps um, we've been, hmm, things have become more polarizing, things are a bit more... We have to have an opinion about everything. We have to argue every everything. And I think what's happening is that we don't really feel and believe that people are coming from the a good space necessarily, or that we believe the best in people. Um, so I'm trying to get back to that because I used to be someone who really did believe, like I trusted people uh, that they were who they said they were and I believed that they were who they were presenting. And that's sometimes bit me in the ass. <laughs> Um, but it's also a way that I prefer to be. And I've um, developed the most amazing, wonderful friendships and relationships from that mindset. So I'd like to get back to that place. Um, because what I think happens is when I don't believe the best in other people, I stop believing the best in myself as well. So that critical eye is then turned inwards as well as being outwards. And I just don't want to really exist like that anymore. So I'm working really hard to get back to there. Um, so yes, I do hope this space will reflect that, that we are going to believe the best in each other um, and we're going to believe the best intention um, and we're going to believe that people are trying their best and their hardest. But that being said, um, I will, anyone who causes harm in this space um, and is unwilling to be open to the whys and the hows and perhaps changes that could be considered, they will be released from this space. So on social media, that would mean being blocked. Um, that would mean me not working with that person. Um, yeah, we all get to choose that, right? <laughs> so that hasn't happened yet. This is not <laughs> in reaction to anything. It's just, I'm putting it out there that this is a space. Um, I know that we can't make 
our space is necessarily 100% safe for everyone because of our own uh, biases and our own um, experiences and our own, uh, un, you know, unintentional harm that we may we may cause. I can never claim that this will be a 100% safe space, but it will be uh, as... <laughs> as open to support being as supportive as it possibly can is all I can say so if I'm doing all that work behind the scenes and I also expect the people that are coming here um and entering into this space and whether it's working us working together or if there's group working or if it's on social media or whatever that you know that there's that's being reflected in the people that are around and and so far that absolutely is and has been the case. So yes, um, I've had to put this next, I had to write this next but out for myself, because I find this really difficult. But <laughs> I am also running a business. And so I will be advertising and I will be promoting that business. Um, I work really hard to give accessible value when I post on social media, um, through the newsletter, through this blog, you know, and through the podcast, I try and give a lot of value. Um, and there's a lot, I do believe there's a lot of goodness there. And I also know my worth in the offerings that I've created. So there are different ways that we can work together. Um, and I've had to really write that out and notice for myself. So I've got more accessible, um, price points for the courses, for example, um, and the courses range from right now twenty two pounds to forty four pounds. Uh, I think that those those are very good value for money, and the feedback I've had has been that they're very good value for money. Um, there's also payment options for some of them, and also pay what you can for those who maybe need. So I'm trying to make those as accessible as possible, and um, and then that means working up to my well just a whole stack of whole stack of books fell over. <laughs> uh, teach me. I always have a stack of books that are teetering on the edge of something. Um, but also, so what I was, what I was going to work up to is that um, my personal readings and my one-to-one coaching options um, are more, are priced accordingly for their, you know, they're hugely time and energy consuming. So they are priced accordingly. Um I take an exchange of energy like services for money really seriously. And I know that I give so much to what I offer. So I feel really comfortable with that and the prices that I've set. Um, but there's always a part of me that, that I just do this all for free. <laughs> um, and that just isn't working. That will not work <laughs> as a business. So I had to write this but out for myself just to remind myself that I'm trying to be as um, accessible as possible. And I do give a lot of value for free. And I give a lot of value in the courses for a more accessible price point. And that means that I can then charge an appropriate amount of money for my one-to-one coaching um, services and my uh, personal tarot readings. And also just to recognize <laughs> that this space is not for everyone and that I'm not for everyone. And it's totally fine. In fact, that's really, really good. So I want to make a point that maybe consider this for anybody who feels guilty or is following me out of guilt or friendship or because they're family, that this is your permission, if you may need it, to move away with love, 
and appreciation, you know, even if we're family and friends, that the direction that this space is moving may not be a space, a direction you feel comfortable with, especially with me um, discussing and highlighting tarot more. Um, although I hope, would hope that if you're kind of in the in-between space that you stick around, because I do think it's a wonderful strategy tool resource for people. Um, but yes, we are absolutely allowed to leave spaces that no longer speak to us or feel supportive for us. Um, and absolutely no offense will be taken. So this is your permission. If that's if you've been on that wee sort of edge, you think, I don't know, this space doesn't really speak to me anymore. It doesn't work for me. Um, or even well, whatever. You can you can mute me for a while, you can unfollow and follow again later, whatever, whatever works for you. Um, because my dream really is to build up a community here of folk who are so completely open-hearted and open-minded that they make, you know, they just make my heart swoon and who are willing to roll up their sleeves and get into the glorious mess that is coming home to themselves um, and who are open to both magic, the magic of tarot and the science of coaching and who can see maybe that there's a space for both. Um, I see you guys and I love you very much <laughs> and I'm so glad that you found your way here and I really thank you for trusting me to hold this space. So, um, yes, very grateful, <laughs> as always. What I wanted to do was spend the next little bit of time talking about tarot supports for change in particular, um, because I, I think that there is some really lovely, um, I think tarot for change, I think the whole deck would support us. You know, it is, tarot is for change. Tarot is for uncertainty and, and unknown. Um, but there's three cards that really popped out to me when I was thinking about messiness and when you're in that kind of messy space and cards that often come up for people when they are in a messy space. And the three cards I could think of that came up straight away are the Hermit, the Moon and the Five of Wands. Um, and the Hermit is one of those cards. It's a beautiful card. I really love it. It's also um, ruled by Virgo. So <laughs> I'm a Virgo son. And so the, the this is what is really interesting is that um, I have, I'm learning more about astrology um, and I am learning more and more that my, um, and from particularly um, did a wonderful reading with Shadi from, uh, she does, I'll, I'll link her thing in the, in the show notes, but she, did a most beautiful reading for me recently and um, discovered that I very much have like a a real, not confliction, because I think it works really, we just discussed how it works really, really well together, but I've got quite a logical side to me that likes organization and likes um, order to things. And then I also have a very, very feely, witchy side to me, which is more about feeling into things, intuition, um, inner guide, you know, inner knowing and maybe guidance from other realms, uh, which makes complete sense to me. So I was always very favorable and, and understood my Virgo side. And now I'm learning to understand more the other side to me, um, which I think is what makes the space and my coaching so particularly uh, unique is that I can do, I can dip into and I can see and use both both the science and the magic, <laughs> both the logical and the sort of more, um, I suppose, esoteric and unknown. 
Um, so anyways, the hermit, the hermit is very, very um, more methodical. And it's really, when the hermit comes up, um, often the people I'm reading for are being encouraged to pause and to reflect and to go slow um, and to, I don't love that feeling. <laughs> I can be very much a think it, do it person. But when this, when the hermit comes up and when that side of me is activated, the more um, logical, um, methodical side to me, you know, it's just a reminder, just hold on a second here, right? Um, often when I'm, when, and I'm in a messy time, there's ideas pinging left, right and center. And I'm just, I want to run with them. And I'm, I'm not always considering what's the best thing for me and where I'm at. And also for the purpose of what I'm being invited, you know, into. So the sort of pull to hold back a wee bit and to reflect is really important. Um, and, it can also be really challenging. And when you're in a messy time, when there's all this sort of mess around you and you just want something to anchor onto, to hold on to, the hermit can be really, really powerful because um, it's just asking us to go, to just slow down. So in the imagery of the hermit, there's um, a person holding a uh, lantern. And that lantern, you can only see so far in the, with the lantern light, it's nighttime, it's dark, you can only see so far. So what the hermit is asking us to do is to take one step and to look what's immediately available, what um, choices do we have, and to make one choice and do one thing, and then stop, pause and consider again. And as you take that step forward, you move, you your light shines onto what's next, the next step, the next options. And then we pause, we assess, we adjust, we take a step or the next choice or the next thing. And we keep doing that during a messy time when it's dark and when we can't see. We take one step, we assess, we look, we make a choice, we take the next step. There are no wrong choices. There might be longer choices. <laughs> there might be lessons in the choices we make. Um but everything is learning, right? Everything is data. Everything is information. So whether it feel, even if it feels like a bad choice, a wrong choice, when we reflect back, well, we learn something from that choice. We learn something there. We were able to grow, uh, adjust, uh, evolve from that. So it's not like there's a bad choice. We just need to pause and take a minute. Um, we won't see everything that's in front of us. We can't. We don't have to. We can really work on building that trust for ourselves and our own knowing um, and our ability to choose what's right for us just in one moment at one step at a time. And so I love, I do love the hermit, really. Um, the moon, whew, the moon is more murky. Uh, it's like nighttime, moonlight, which everything looks weird at nighttime with the moon, right? And depending on how, what phase the moon's in, you can have bright moonlight or you can have like no moonlight <laughs> so it's that nighttime you know with the new moon there's no there's no light real so really so it can be really dark and murky and really unknown and things can be a bit look weird or different or scary when they don't and like what they don't look like in daylight there can be it can be really confusing and and unknown and uh it's a funny card. It has a real funny feel to it, but it often comes up for people who are in the midst of like big change and uncertainty and unknowns. Um, and the, rather than 
you know the phrase, trust the process? I, I don't like the phrase, trust the process, because sometimes the process cannot be trusted. Sometimes what's more important is that we're learning to trust ourselves in the process. We know there's a process happening. We know things are moving. We know things are changing. Um, that can feel scary and hard and terrifying, also maybe exciting. But what we do know is that when we are doing the work for ourselves and when we're... Um, expanding into ourselves or coming home to ourselves or learning about ourselves, we know that we'll feel more able to trust ourselves in the process. So regardless of whether the process is something we can trust or not, we can trust ourselves more in that process. Um, and the moon is one of those cards that really asks us to do that. Like, And, and to remember that sometimes there's real treasure in the murk and the unknown, do you know? Sometimes, yeah, sometimes there's new opportunities, things that we would never even guess could come up for us. There could be new paths, a new treasure, if we just kind of let ourselves be in that unknown, and let ourselves kind of flow um, with that. So the moon has um, a real imagery of, um, you know, you can see the dogs and there's kind of look a bit nervous or scared and there's something coming out of the water and um Lindsay Mack refers to it as a void card so it's an and it's a space it's like a non you can't you have to kind of just hang about there there's like there's not much you can do there's no choice there's no obvious big like the sun shows us some real clarity and the moon's before the moon comes before that it's the it's the messy murky waters you know um it's deep, it's unknown, we have no idea what's going on underneath us, we have no idea what's happening around us, we can't really see. And we really need to just let ourselves maybe flow with things a bit more, and let ourselves trust that there is, there is something in it for us, and that we'll be okay, and that we can maybe let, surrender to it a bit, and let, um, let ourselves flow with it a wee bit. And there's a lot of potential because feelings will come and we will be activated. Old wounds or beliefs will maybe try and snatch our attention. You know, at nighttime, your brain can be a real dick. It can tell us like, what's that shadow there? What's happening there? What's under the bed? What's in the closet? Um, and we, we're not doing that. We're not engaging with that. It's much more brain. Um, you can come with us here. You can come with me. Um, you don't get to lead the way with your nonsense. So it's about coming back into your inner knowing, back into yourself, you know, trust the work that you've done to up to this point, trust your, yourself in the process um, and just see what comes up. You know, maybe let yourself see what comes up. But there's some, you know, you're definitely going to need to support yourself in that uh, unknown space for sure. And the last card that really popped into my mind was the five of wands. And I spoke about this recently on social media that if you're feeling um, five of wands, like any five is a contracting card. There's like a uh, to it. There's like, mm, don't like it. It feels sticky. It feels kind of gross. It can feel sort of hot and contracting. <laughs> um, but they're also really wonderful places for next step expansion, for us to kind of work through something um, and to build that trust in ourselves through something that is kind of testing us a wee bit, maybe, Um and there's there can be real opportunity in that in those moments. And the five of wands is like that reminder that there is magic in the mess. <laughs> there is 
things have to get worse before they get better sometimes. Things have to get messy before they make sense, before they can be put into order. Um, and if you see the wands one, there's just a bunch of people with wands kind of here, there and everywhere, like what's going on? Who's doing what? Where's this all leading? And actually, if we just sort of sit for a minute and pause and just notice what's happening, where, you know, what what are some options? Can I try this? Can I try that? If we just sort of sit and maybe let the ideas come and the perspectives be shared, you know, maybe something really, really special could be built from this. Um, it's also a good opportunity in the five wands to really uh, reach out to your support, your most trusted, supported people for perhaps a little perspective. <laughs> We're allowed to ask for help. We're allowed to ask for perspective. Um, it's really about thinking who you trust the most in those moments, you know. Um, and all of this, deep breaths, you know, acknowledge what activates you, <laughs> what mess activates in you, what feelings come up, what old stories come up. Um, let there be space for magic and the downloads and the ideas to come through when you're going through these things. Um, set yourself up reminders and support that you might need. Um, and yeah, just just let it let it come. <laughs> let let the mess live. <laughs> let the mess bring what it's going to bring. Just make sure that you are supporting yourself really well in it. So that's my tarot coaching for mess for this month. Um, I'd be love to know what card feels the most supportive for you. I'd love to, I hope your February is bringing you any clarity that you might need. But if it's as messy as mine is, then I hope those cards maybe bring you a little bit of comfort as well. As we've got this. I promise we've got this. Thank you for joining me this month. And I look forward to speaking to you again in March. Thank you so much for joining me here in this space. You can find out more about the work I do over on the website, which is shinetimecoaching.com, as well as over on Instagram at shinetime underscore coaching. If you enjoyed the podcast today, it would mean an awful lot to this human if you would consider leaving a weed review on your podcast listening platform of choice. I hope your month is full of what you want and even more of what you need. Until next month, take care, lovelies.